Let's get out our Bibles for a moment, or a few moments. We'll see. Let's look at Matthew 13. God is so good, so good. So, so good. Sometimes when we're speaking, uh, it's not uncommon, like when I pray before we get into a teaching message, that I'll say things like, Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. How, How many understand when we talk about those things in that context uh, we're not talking about a blind guy or a deaf person Hmm. and typically when you see those scriptures in the Bible when Jesus said things like he who has ears to hear let him hear how many know he's not I mean we believe in the healing of the physical eyes and the physical ears of course that's easy but when he made those statements, he's not saying, everybody who has ears, physical ears on the side of your head, listen to what I'm saying. No, because how many know, other than some extreme case, everybody has ears on the side of their head, and, uh, you know, the huge, vast majority of people uh, can hear every sound that's in the room. (laughs) We can hear, right? And so when we talk about that, and for the most part, we can see. Some of you have a little help. But you can see out of your physical eye. But how many know that's not the most important kind of seeing? And that's not the most important kind of hearing. There is, a, there is another kind of seeing. There is another kind of hearing that surpasses the physical. And when we come and, and begin to work in and work with and experience the kingdom of God... It's vital that we learn about our other set of eyes and our other set of ears. Okay? Otherwise, we try to live a supernatural life only with natural tools, and that doesn't work. All right? If we're going to live a spiritual life, we have got to see spiritually. We have got to hear spiritually. Without those two things being in, um, in operation we're going to miss what God wants us to hear and see, all right? And much of what that really means, if we could just break it down to one word, it's called understand. God wants you, He wants me to understand what He's saying, what He's doing, what He's doing in the earth at large, for us to not be limited like many in the world around us. And the only thing we see is the stock market going up and down. We check the weather. You know, we look at sports scores. We look at, you know, if there's an app available, we'll we'll install it and we'll get more stuff, more information. Uh, But the world around us lives, and that's all they know, is the information that comes to them naturally. But in the kingdom of God, there is information, there is understanding that comes to us spiritually. There is is such a thing as physical light and darkness, which of course we need light to be able to operate in this world. And there's such a thing as spiritual light and darkness. Of course, same thing's true. You must have light to operate in the spirit. Hmm? Same thing is true. So you can't see 
without spiritual light. You can't operate in the kingdom of God. You can only walk with the Lord to the degree that you can see Him. Amen. And again, we walk by faith and not by sight, but that's physical sight. Okay? I can only have faith to the degree that I have light. See, faith is not hard no more than it's hard to walk from one end of the room to the other when the light's on. You just see, so it's easy. When, when the light comes on spiritually, I'm not really trying to believe. No, I spiritually see truth. I see the way things are. I see what I can do. I see what I can't do. Both of those are important. I see what's available to me. I see what's not. But that's faith. When I see these things in the Spirit, then I'm able to move in the Spirit. I'm able to live a spiritual life, not just be saved and live a natural life. Okay? Too many people are there. Amen. How many know when it comes to a... If someone, if someone is physically blind, you don't ever just try to convince him to see. If I'm trying, if I want a physically blind person to read something I have, and I put it before him, and he says, and I say, read this. And he says, well, I'm blind. I can't read that. Come on, just read it. How many know I'm not going to really just bear down and try to convince him? Would you please just read this? Come on, it'll be worth your while. I mean, you'll really be glad you did. Here you go. Read it. Come on. Twist his arm a little bit. Read that. It doesn't matter how much I try to convince him. He can't see it. What has to happen? Well, physically, his eyes would have to be open. He'd have to gain physical sight to be able to see what I'm showing him. Those things are also true in the Spirit. Have you ever tried to, uh, I mean, just with everything within you, try to convince someone of something that you knew you could see so clearly it was a spiritual reality to you, but to them it was, they just didn't see it. It was as if they were, blind and how many know you can twist you can convince you can persuade you can get other people to persuade but if their eyes are closed they're never going to see it this is why it's outside of the human ability to turn the light on in somebody else it really is Never feel guilty. Never feel like you're just doing a terrible job if you've tried to convince someone and show, show someone God's will for their life, God's plan for their salvation or their healing, or He wants to, he wants to love them and, and help them, and, do, and, and, and they just didn't get it. It doesn't mean necessarily that you don't see it. Obviously, you do. Or that you didn't show them. It's just the light is not on. And it's not wrong to tell them or to continually put it before him because you're giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. But ultimately, I can't turn the light on in someone else's mind, in someone else's spirit. I can't make them see. I cannot make 
you see anything. You can't make me see anything here tonight. What we do is we provide opportunity. And there must be, uh, there must be something on the inside of an individual that seeks out after something. And then when the word goes forth, the entrance of his word brings light and understanding. And if a person seeks to know the truth, God will respond to that. When a person seeks after him, God recognizes that, and then we're in position for the light to be turned on. But if I don't really give a rip, hmm, even if I read my Bible and I'm diligent and I've got my Bible reading plan, you know, we do here, and I'm thinking, oh, i got to get through this. <laughs> I guess got to get through it. No light's typically coming. But it's a person who seeks after the Lord. And they approach it with, Lord, I want to hear something here. I want to receive of you. I want to see what I don't see. I want to hear your voice. I want to I want to understand that person puts themselves in position for good things to come to them. And then they're able to live a spiritual life. They're able to live by faith. They're able to receive of the great things of God. They're able to participate in the spirit realm, not just be saved and live a physical, natural, carnal life. Everybody with me? Let's look at Matthew 13. And Jesus told the story, the parable here, of the sower. You see that? Let's not read all that right now. But let's read verse 10. He told the parable. Verse 10, And his disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He said, He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. You ever, you ever notice scriptures like that? How Jesus said, well, I'm giving this to you. This is for you. It's just not for them. I don't know if that ever bugs you. Think, well, the Lord's leaving people out. Why doesn't he give it to them? Well, this is true, that what the Lord's saying here. He said, it has not been given to them to know the mysteries of heaven. One thing's interesting uh, that I learned years ago w w about this. It used to bug me a long time ago. I thought, I don't get that. I don't get why the Lord's leaving some people out. You're telling them a story so they don't understand it. <laughs> but this word here, uh, this word mysteries, it actually has it 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 um, has a a meaning like a fraternity. Like you think of in college, there's fraternities, and you know there's a secret handshake or <laughs> uh, you know or the, in other words certain people are in the fraternity and other people are not certain things are known by those on the inside and they're not known by those on the outside right that's kind of what this is talking about alright Jesus said yeah to, to those who are inside they get to understand but those who are on the outside and you can read that in Mark 4 uses that same language those on the outside, no, they don't get to understand. Is that fair? Absolutely. Because how many know if anyone wants to understand, they just have to come inside. Join the club. Yeah. Make application. <laughs> Amen. Make sure you get Jesus to sign it. 
and then you get in. You get in on the kingdom of God, and then you get the explanation. But not all things that God says and does are going to be known and understood by all people just because of who God is or who people are. No, he lets the insiders in on the good stuff. He lets the insiders in to where we come in, and now our eyes can be open. Now he'll explain things to us. Okay, he, he went on to say, For whoever has to him will more be given, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Hmm. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. What have they done? They have grown dull. The, that word dull means dull. <laughs> it means, literally, it means thick. It means fat. It means, uh, figuratively, it means stupid. Their hearts have, uh, you know, their hearts have grown stupid. They're, they're very dull. <laughs> okay? Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears so it seems to me it's up to an individual whether they're going to see or whether they're going to hear how many know we can all turn quote a blind eye to things we don't want to see we can all turn a deaf ear to things we don't want to hear but that can be very detrimental to us I don't want to turn my head away. I don't want to turn my eyes away from what is important and what's valuable. Certain things I just I don't like to see. And, uh, you know, I was uh, talking to Brian the other day about his life flights. And he gets to see some things, you know, when people are in accidents and stuff because he's flying the helicopter. And, you know, and then they put the person right, right next to him there. He's just been in an accident. And... Me, my personality, my likes, dislikes, I don't want to see that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't like to see people hurt, let alone opened up. Some of you are like that, like Janet. <laughs> of course, she's a nurse, so so she likes to see that kind of stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, see? She, yeah. <laughs> Actually likes it. And I want to, you know... <laughs> I want to turn a blind eye towards certain things. I just like I just don't care to have that image in my mind. And uh, but when it comes to the kingdom of God, uh, we shouldn't be that way, right? And it's up to us. If I'm if I'm operating in darkness, if I'm continually operating in in a lack of understanding, I think I need to look in the mirror, as opposed to say, Lord, I just don't understand anything. <laughs> I'm just not getting anything. I just don't know what to do. Why am I? Why am I not seeing? Why am I not hearing? Because according to this verses, these verses, the hearts of this people have grown dull. Grown is a process. Probably things have come before me, and I looked away. Truth has come before me, and I didn't want to hear it. And if I do that 
continually, if I allow myself to be cut off from the revelation of God's Word and to be cut off from light, there's going to come a time when I become dull to that. I've, my heart has grown thick. <laughs> Stupid. And now I say, oh, I want to see some more. Well, this happens progressively. Okay? Look, look what happened. That happens here. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts... So if I don't, if I if I choose to look away from truth, if I'm presented, maybe it's a challenge. Maybe my flesh doesn't like it. <laughs> That's part of the game. Sometimes we hear things that our flesh squirms at, and we don't really want to hear it. But it's still the Lord. But if I turn away that, then I'm not going to understand. If I don't understand, look, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Do you see that God's healing is tied to and connected to us understanding? Well, why doesn't God just heal? He brings light. He brings, for those who seek after Him, He brings understanding, revelation, when a person understands something, they can receive of him. If, it, listen, if you've been one who has uh, struggled in any area of your life to receive from God, healing is definitely a prime example in this text. If you've struggled to receive healing, what should you seek? Understanding. Understanding will bring the healing. It's called a prayer that goes something like, Lord, I've been bumping my head up against this wall for a while. I know it's your will for me to be healed. I see that in the Scripture. I, I know you want me well, uh, if you do know that. Uh, but I'm missing this somewhere. What's the next part? Show me. Lord, give me understanding. Give me revelation so that I can walk free from this. I tell you what, that's honestly the way I pray for people sometimes when, I don't mean like in a, in a, if I'm right there with them, uh, but if I get prayer requests for different things, oftentimes I'll pray that the Lord will give them understanding, understanding of His will and of His ways, understanding of His word of redemption, of what, the, what belongs to them in Christ, what the name of Jesus can do for them. Because I know that when a person sees, they're free. When a person can understand the spirit realm, it's like, oh, there that is. You know, I, I imagine walking into a kitchen and you got, or, you know, or going into a pantry and the light's out <laughs> and you need the honey. I'm going to know in a pitch black pantry with lots of little cans and jars and, and things, uh, you can have some trouble finding the honey. But what happens when the light comes on? You walk in there very quickly and very easily and say, there's the honey bear right there. <laughs> and you just go, you go get it. Same thing's true spiritually. When our eyes are open to see certain things, then it just becomes easy. And I don't mean this is a once and for all. Uh, you just do this once and it's for, you're forever um, enlightened to all things. I don't see everything. 
I don't know everything. I don't have a full understanding. But I want to do this. I want a purpose in my heart uh, that when the word comes to me, when God speaks, when I have opportunity, that I don't push it aside and thereby a little bit more dull myself to reality, to spiritual reality. I don't want to dull myself to the truth. Amen. He said, verse 16, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For for assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Let's, uh, Let's go over to Mark 4. Everybody say, eyes to see, ears to hear. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Let's see here. Um, Well, let's go over to verse 14, verse 13. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. Notice that phrase, how will you understand, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand all the parables? In other words, this tells us that a person who understands how to understand has just swung the door wide open for all that God wants to teach them. But if a person doesn't understand how to understand, they don't recognize the importance of the spiritual eye and the spiritual ear, then God can tell them all kinds of parables, uh, different presentations of truth, and they'll just kind of go right past them. Everybody with me on this? See, that's why uh, we have all different levels, even in here tonight, we have all different levels of reception, all different levels of understanding, different conditions of people's hearts where the Word is having having varied impacts depending on various factors in people's lives it's not all about well I take comfort in this but (laughs) it's not all about the preacher and what what he says it's not all about the person speaking and what they deliver as 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 um as far as it goes as a person's life being changed by God's word there's multiple factors involved here and it's uh, it's interesting at times to see one person's life absolutely changed blown away another person bored out of their mind in the same room I mean one person they'll never forget that service for as long as they live the other person they've already forgotten it and it's it's not even over yet (laughs) where am I (laughs) yeah you just woke up (laughs) you know what I'm saying I'm just saying this is entirely possible and it's because it's not all about the word going forward the message it is about the hearer it is about the ability to hear beyond the words, the ability to see beyond our physical eye. And verse 15, he said, These are the ones uh, by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, look what happens. Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. He takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Does that tell you that Satan comes to church? Or at least hangs out in the parking lot. 
Why? Because he's coming after people immediately to go after the Word. Why? The Word and understanding of God's Word is what makes us dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. An understanding of God's Word is what brings deliverance and freedom to our lives. If I don't see it, I can't be it. If I don't understand, if I don't know what the Lord says, if I don't know His promises, I don't know who I am in Christ, I don't know these things, I'm going to be run over all day long and be defeated in my life by the devil. And so, because He knows that, then He's going to do everything in His power to keep me from knowing, to keep me from understanding, to keep me from walking in His will, walking in the Word of God. He comes immediately to take away the Word that was sown in their hearts. I'm looking for another word here. Hold on, hold your finger there a minute. Well, just hold everything. I was looking for a word. Maybe it was in Matthew's account. It was. It's in that same passage, Matthew, Matthew 13, 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart this is he who receives seed by the wayside. Notice whom Satan is able to take the word away from. Those who don't understand. Those who don't understand the word, the enemy comes in and plucks it right out of their life. And it was as if they never went to church. <laughs> they never read their Bible. They never watched that TV program of the word going forth. It was as if it never happened. Really? you saying I could come to church and get zero credit for it? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely a person can come to church and get no benefit from coming that's hard, that's hard to hard to hear it's like man I've been coming for a while I wonder how many times it worked <laughs> well when understanding comes the word has opportunity to take root in your life but if there's no understanding and you got to watch out for d- different things that, that, that come along. Sometimes it's just distractions. Sometimes, you know, someone's fiddling around here. and uh, That's why you got to be kind of watchful in church, uh, in services like this. Don't get up unless you have to. You know, unless it's just like real urgent, like you really need to. Why? Because you distract not only yourself, but sometimes other people. I mean, I've had to uh, tame my uh, my gur <laughs> at times when we start to give an altar call in a service and people are popping up all over the place because it's the end of the service and they're running here to do this and that. And, and it's like I'm right in the middle of the altar call having compassion on the lost and fired up wanting to smack the saved. <laughs> Because what, what, what's going on? Well, listen, a person is, is life or death here. Eternity one way or the other, and someone's scooting by them. <laughs> you know, someone's grabbing all their stuff and going away. And even if they just walk past them, they're like, what's going on here? And they missed it. And just like that, they were distracted. That's, what, that's, that's how, how the enemy works. Now, of course, for me, I should, I should purpose and work to be disciplined enough where I'm not easily distracted. A mature person is not easily distracted. We're able to focus, and many of you are, and you think, well, that doesn't bother me. I know, but it might bother somebody else. 
Okay, and they might not even mind. They just don't know. Oh yeah, people are getting up, and oh, it must be time to go. And they start looking at their watch, and and it was right when that key word was said, that key phrase that God wanted to minister to their life. I don't know if you've ever been in a service where, uh, you know, you knew somebody else there. Maybe you brought them, and something was being said, and you were thinking, oh yes, they totally need to hear this. <laughs> And you kind of peeked over at them, and while it was being said, they were fumbling around in a purse, or they dropped something on the floor, or, or, or something else was going around, you know, and you go, oh, no, they missed it. Oh, man. That's, that literally happens. That's the truth. I don't mean we should be paranoid and, you know, anything like that, but we should be aware. The Word of God is the most powerful thing. It's the, it's, uh, remember Peter said, it's, the Word of God is that incorruptible seed which causes us to be born again. A person will never be saved without hearing a Word of God. And if just enough happens in the, in the room, just enough's going on that distracts them, then the Word of God doesn't get planted. They don't get understanding. They don't get born again. And a lot is on the line. So anyway, that's what Matthew made mention of that, that when they don't understand it, Satan comes and takes it away. Okay. Then, then uh, let's see. He goes, he goes on to explain these other things. I won't go into a lot of detail on this, but verse 15, back in Mark. And, and these are the ones, now verse 16. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, again, it's interesting why the persecution, why the tribulation comes. The Bible said, Jesus said, it, it, it comes because of the word. Because of the word is why people harass you. <laughs> because of the word of God in you, that's sometimes why the enemy wants to come against you. Because if he can get you to give up the word, you just lost, buddy. You just gave up your only defense. You gave up the revelation, the spiritual sight that allows you to be free. And so you never give up the word. Never, never, never. That's one of the things we value around here, by the way. If you haven't figured out, the word of God. I know that there, there are groups today where you can go to church and they don't use the Bible. And... Uh, they may give it lip service. The Bible's nice. Bible's good. But it's just little reports they give. Just little, I don't know if they call them sermons. I, I, was, I was invited, in fact, to a church here in Boise. Uh, I was invited at one point to speak at another church in Boise. And basically they... They wanted me to come in. The person who was asking me to come in and speak, they wanted me to speak about finances and things like that. And and this person wasn't the pastor, but their church operated a little bit differently. This, I said, you know, my first question is, who are you? <laughs> you know, because I want. Do you have the authority to invite me to come there? And they said, yes, I'm the one who's in charge of that. And they said, by the way, uh, you know, you have to understand that we're not a Bible-believing church. And uh, this person I was speaking to was. 
it was a woman, she said, now I do, I'm saved, I believe the word, I, you know, she said, but just understand that the church is not, and by the way, uh, this is a church that, that anyone who drove by, you would all say, that's a Christian church, it's a denominational church, I'm not going to give you the rest of the information, but we have to understand not every, not every group that calls themselves Christians are Christians. They say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a such and such. And they state the name of their church or their, their denomination. That means zero. If, if, you, if you work with someone, you have friends, uh, you talk to someone, they say, I'm a such and such. Don't assume that they're born again. Have compassion on their soul. Say, cool, nice. When did you get saved? So how long have you been born again? When did you make Jesus? Listen to their answer. They very well might be saved, but I'm just saying it's certainly not automatic. You know, in this group, basically, um, I didn't end up going, by the way. I didn't accept the invitation. Uh, just to, not because I wouldn't. I'll go to people who are lost in a second, especially if they let me give an altar call. Hmm. I, well, I was at a... Uh, you know, a conference last week, and uh, the pastor of this particular church in California, he told about, um, not at the conference, he told another time, but about how he, he spoke to this church's leadership group one time. They're a big church, 95 in this leadership group. They wanted him to come in and speak, and the Lord dealt with him about giving an altar call. He did, and like 25 people answered it. church leadership he said the pastor was ticked <laughs> he said these are my leaders <laughs> and he said where, he told him where does it say in the bible that if you're a leader, in the leader in the church that you're saved that's not how you get saved <laughs> anyway let us not be deceived by outward appearances or by titles or names or bumper stickers you must be born again <laughs> A person must receive the Lord. Amen? And uh, I don't know how I got off on all that, but, but you know, the enemy's coming after the Word. And this group told me, I think the, their idea of a sermon was 10 minutes, too. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I can say hi. <laughs> no, he could, but I'd rather give a 10-minute altar call. <laughs> but anyway the tribulation persecution arises for the word's sake it says immediately they stumble so trouble comes against them this is a, just helpful keys helpful tools to make sure that we're not operating this way alright when trouble comes to you when someone comes against you you got issues things that happen in your life don't stop reading the bible <laughs> don't stop coming to church alright because that's just revealing that, that kind of uh, that kind of heart um, verse 18, now these are the ones sown on thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things entering in. Choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So it just doesn't have enough time to produce. And these are the things that uh, cause other people to not be fruitful in their life. Verse 20, for these are the ones that are sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100 so just, just real quick, notice the, what's happening here. Jesus described four groups of people, four types of ground, and 
only one of the four, we might say 25%, was act, were actually producing fruit. I, I mean, I don't know how we can use that figure to what uh, degree, but I hope it's not like 25% like of the people in our church are producing something. But certainly, for all those who hear, 25% are actually doing something with it. I'm not encouraged. <laughs> Other than the fact that Jesus taught this, so this must have been true in his ministry. Hmm. And really, if you break it down further, 30, 60, 100, yikes. What percentage is that? It's like 8% are producing 100-fold. They're getting the maximum benefit of the word going forward. So how can I avoid that? I mean, how can I, how can I be better dirt? <laughs> you know, we got some people that are just bad dirt. And we're trying to plant seed, the seed of the Word of God, and it's just hard or rocky or thorny. And so there's just not a lot happening in their lives. And uh, well, one, I think we can be aware of the enemy's traps to rob us. The enemy's strategies against us to keep the living word of God out of us. But here's an interesting thought. Go back to verse 10, chapter 4 and verse 10. This is before he gave the explanation. He gave the parable, which we didn't read tonight. Before he gave the explanation, verse 10. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. Consider two components to that verse. First, those who were around him See, these are the ones that gained understanding. They were around him. All right? They didn't run off home. I just didn't understand that. I didn't get a thing out of that. <laughs> they were around him. One of the reasons, not the reason, but one of the reasons we sing, we worship, we, we praise the Lord. Do you know what it does? It impacts our dirt. It impacts the condition of our hearts. It, it, it helps to get things into a fertile condition, a place where we can receive the Word of God. And so many times people come in, we've got a thousand things going on in life, we've got a million things to think about, and if we can get, as leaders now, if we can get someone to focus their eyes on Him and magnify the Lord for a few minutes, it does tremendous things in relationship to the Word of God going into them after that amen so what, what do they do they were around him spend a lot of time with him amen talk to him be with the Lord even when you're reading the Bible be with the Lord in reading the Bible don't just be with the Bible don't just be with the words be with the word <laughs> be with the person of the word and it takes on a whole new meaning in your life. And it says, those they were around him with the twelve. They asked him about the parable. Here's another simple key. Ask. Ask. Not just ask for things from the Lord. Ask for understanding. Ask for light. Ask for him to speak to you and explain and open your eyes and give you ears to hear what he would say. If there was one thing I would encourage all Christians to ask for on a regular basis, an ongoing basis, that's it right there. 
because that's one of the main central themes of prayer in the New Testament as far as petition asking God for things it is that our eyes would be enlightened basically that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear Lord allow me to see and recognize what you're saying and doing in the earth in my life in the word of God because if I see it if I understand it now I can walk in it now I can navigate through life now I can partake of and receive of his divine favor and blessings and impact amen but if I don't see it then I just can't take advantage of it amen amen well let's stop there tonight thank you Lord Father we just magnify and praise you we bless your name for you are good you are so good